Hallelujah. The pathway to rest on every side. I have very limited time to, to preach, but I'm fine. Uh, I, I thought we should increase the time of worship because I sensed the presence of the Holy Spirit when Four Food was ministering. And I felt, let's give them some more time so that the presence of God can abide with every one of us. It's not really about, it's not in the multitude of words. When the presence of God comes down, it does what people may not readily see. And I deeply, deeply appreciate the ministry of fourfold in, you know, ushering us into the presence of God earlier today. God bless you real good. Now, the pathway to rest on every side, I'll be sharing with us three things that I know, three or four, but I'll probably do three, that will help you when we talk about the subject of rest, right? And of course, our theme text is 1 Kings chapter 5, verse 3 and verse 4, and also Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 and verse 29. Let me read Matthew 28 and 29. The Bible says, Come to me, all you who are weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. You need to come. Then you will receive rest. 29 says, Take my yoke upon you, NIV, and learn from me, for I am gentle and humble in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Hallelujah. Now, of course, how do we define rest? Rest is a state of quiet and peaceful calmness. It is a state of quiet and peaceful what? Calmness. You are calm. You are calm, not just physically, you are calm in your soul. You are not agitated. You are not worried. Now, the Cambridge Dictionary defines rest to mean to cause someone or something to stop doing a particular activity or to stop being active for a period of time in order to relax and get back strength. Hallelujah. And I do this periodically from time to time when I feel as if I'm stressed. One of the things I do is to read and at times it's just to put on my Netflix and watch a movie or two. It's, it's one way I relax. Now, for you, it can be anything. It can be just lying down and sleeping. It, it, it can be anything, right? Now, Pay attention to what I'm about to say next before we go into the pathway proper. These are what I call opening thoughts. Number one, the concept of rest was established by God. You know, God has delivered me from, you know, at times when I'm resting, I feel agitated because I feel I'm wasting time. I should be doing something. I'm a very active person, though. So when I'm just lying down and I'm doing nothing, I, I, I get a bit agitated. Bro, you are not doing anything. You should be doing something. But God has delivered me. Now I know that there are times in life you need to just lie down and do nothing. Alright? Because the Bible says that God himself rested on the seventh day. How many of you know that God does not get tired? He doesn't get tired at all. But the Bible says he rested. 
Not because he was tired, but be, to lay down a principle for us to follow. That you've got to rest. And when we talk about rest, it's not the kind of rest that a lot of Nigerians do. When you take rest or you take vacation from work, a lot of people travel to UK, they travel to America. They are not resting, no. they're on vacation. Then they begin to move from place to place, they shop, they go to Disney, they do this. By the time they come back, they are worn out. So when they resume at work, that is when they actually need rest. But everybody would have take, thought that they, they took rest. No. The concept of rest was established by God. So then we can say that rest is God's will. Hallelujah. And the opposite of rest is being agitated or being anxious, being worried. When you worry, you are outside God's will. Fact. Can somebody work on this? When you worry, you are actually outside of God's will. That's why the Bible says, Come, Jesus, all ye who labor and are heavy laden, and I what? And I will give you rest. So it's God's will. Number two, rest is a decision that you make. Meaning that you have to be intentional about it. You won't rest just because the pastor says you should rest. You've got to be intentional about resting. Because we know that there are too many competing things going on in your mind. House rent is almost due. Baba landlord will soon come. <laughs> Baba landlord will soon come. Christmas is coming. And you don't have new clothes. And the devil begins to bombard you. As if if you don't buy new clothes, somebody is going to put a gun to your head. You know, when I was growing up, buying new clothes at Christmas used to be the fad. Not anymore. Not anymore. You've got to get to a state where you find rest in yourself. Under God. I drive my car, that very lovely car. And people have told me, bro, you've been driving this car for too long. I said, the car is still functioning. Why must I change something that is working? And I, 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 I said, bro, day your day, let me day my day. Nobody can put me under pressure. Hallelujah. So, you've got to make a decision to rest. You know, when you, when, when you apply for admission and you begin to get agitated, when will they come back? Will they accept? Will they not accept? This one, that, or get rest. It's out of your control, isn't it? Just calm down. What will be, will be. Is that a yes or no? You know, somebody said something that was profound. He said, in my life, I have been through many crises, most of which never happened. You know where those crises took place? In his mind. I have been through many crises, most of which never happened. You know how we get agitated over every, uh, uh, virtually everything. You get agitated over an exam you have written and you have submitted paper. Bro, why are you worried? Will your worry change? What the lecturer will mark? The only thing that can change anything is prayer. 
And the moment you pray, you rest. But many of us, when we pray, we still go back. Ah, that lecturer is wicked. They say that that lecturer, no, they show mercy. They say that that Oh, God. Calm down. That's why the Bible says, Who among you, by worrying, can add one day to your life? You, you, you don't need to worry. And you've got to make that decision because it's a decision. Some of you are already worrying about school fees in January. You know, we worry when we, when we take our eyes away from God. And the devil can capitalize on it and begin to bombard you. Nobody will pay your school fee. Hey, this one, that one, your project. He that has found God has found rest. Hallelujah. Now, let's go to the pathways. How do you enter into rest? I don't want to talk about the physical rest or eternal rest. I'm talking about rest for your soul. How do you enter into rest? Number one, by walking in obedience. And I'm going to read Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16. When you walk in obedience, rest becomes your portion. Jeremiah chapter 6, verse 16 says, This is what the Lord says. Stand at the crossroads and look. Ask for the ancient paths. Ask where the good way is. And what? And walk in it. What will happen after that? Then, what will happen? As you walk in it, then you will find rest for your souls. But you see, a lot of people do the last one. But they said, we will not walk in it. The moment you begin to live outside the will of God, you can't find rest. Am I communicating? The moment you decide to walk outside the will of God, there, there can't be rest for you. Because at that point, you are uncovered. Now, this is where the cover of God is. You are outside the covering of God and anything can happen to you. If you are engaging in premarital sex, for example, you are exposed. You can't have rest. Because the day you want to wee as a guy and you feel pain, that's when the devil begins to bombard you. You have caught HIV. I don't catch you. Then your, your friend will advise you, you better go and do HIV test. Then fear from the pit of hell will just land. You have HIV. You have HIV. You have HIV. Do you, want to, do you want to live like that? But if you were not having premarital sex and you want to wee as a guy and you feel pain, HIV will be the... If I did, it will cross your mind. Or you begin to see some very funny things in your body as a woman. Then the next thing is, you are pregnant. Then, not, then fear will begin to catch you to go and do tests. Now, God help you if you go and do the test and the test is what? Positive. 
Now, now you can see that living outside of God's will is a dangerous place to be in. You can't have rest. You can't. Because you will be exposed. And that's why the Bible says here, ask where the good way is. There is a good way, there is a bad way. The way of the world is a bad way. The things that people, you know, they, they, they do one challenge. Now, where so they'll put one camera up. They'll put one camera up. And they'll begin to twerk. And I'm like, are they okay? They cannot be okay. Don't join them. Now, that is not a good way. It can never be a good way. Imagine a potential employer who wants to employ you. You know, they do all sorts of social media search now. And they go to your TikTok. And they find that yeah, yeah video. Ah, bro. You're gone now. They'll just say, you'll be hearing from us. Maybe 30, 35. So there is a good way. And as children of God, we've got to discover where that good way is and do what? And what? And walk in it. We don't bring people to church just for ceremony. The reason why we come to church is to hear and go into the world and be change makers. And be different. So the way they are announcing that some people were caught stealing or doing Yahoo Yahoo, I can rest easy that there is no blast member that can ever be mentioned in that space. Because you have chosen the good way. Because it pays to follow the good way. Because not following the good way, you can't find rest. That's what the Bible says. Hallelujah. When you are following the good way, it becomes difficult for the devil to harass you. Nobody can come to me now and say, eh, eh, if any woman comes to me now and, and say, eh, uh, uh, can we talk? And I oh, yeah, we can talk. You can come to blast. Let's talk. I'm not, hey, 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 what, what? Ah, bro. The cost of lack of rest is too much. Stay on the clean path. Stay in the good way. That is how you find rest. That's what the Bible says. Then you will find rest for your soul. Let's move on. Number two. I'll, I'll round off very shortly. Number two is give your troubles and worries to God and leave everything in his hands. Give your troubles and your worries and your concerns to God. And do what? And do what? Leave everything in his hands. Now, let's look at Philippians chapter 4. Philippians chapter 4 verse 6 says, Do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, landlord is about to come to collect his house rent. School fees will be due in January. What else do, do people normally worry about? Eh? Marriage. I'm 35. No man is talking to me. What else? Career? Career has finished. Oh, Gary. Gary has finished. I, I thought she said career. 
Because career no they finish. Gary has finished. Money no day. They've increased them. T fair. Yaba to Abalende from 200. It is now 1,005. <laughs> Waiting now. The Bible says, do not be anxious about anything, but in every situation, by prayer and petition, can somebody please give me verse 7 here? By prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your request unto God. And what will happen in verse 7? And the peace of God. Ay, ay, ay. Which surpasses all understanding. Now, what that means is that people will not understand how you how you are peaceful in the midst of all these things happening. Dollar one thousand five hundred, then pound one thousand eight hundred. This one one thousand ten hundred. This one oh oh oh. Oh, oh, oh. Gary is now one million. Hey, two billion is one billion. The Bible says, then the peace of God, which word, we passes all understanding because your colleagues, your friends. We'll be like, there's something wrong with you that you are not worried. We'll do what? We'll guard your hearts and your mind through Christ Jesus. So when you go to God, you want to marry. You want to marry next year. You look at your pocket. You are any 100,000 naira. Oh, God. How will I feed my wife? Wife, will you never marry? How will I feed my wife? How will my children... You, you, you know, people worry about things that have not come. Even things that have passed, they worry. The Bible says, in everything, give, make your request known. Unto who? And when you give it to God, please leave it there. Hallelujah. So to enter into your rest, you have to learn to give your troubles and your concerns to God and leave them with him and walk away. You know, there was a time um, we, we had an issue <laughs> and, and after we prayed, my wife and I, after we prayed, I, I just went back to work and I was, but she was looking at me as if I'm a strange person. Said, ah, bro, you're not worried. I can't be worried. I prayed. So my not being worried was interpreted as if I didn't care. But I cared, only that I was no longer worried. Because after I gave something to God, I can't stand there and say, oh yeah, Baba, go, yeah, begin to do. Let me see how you are doing it. Oh yeah, God, how far? God, how far? Uh, uh, have you called that boy? Uh, how about that man? Have you called him? Oh yeah, God. Oh. That's what we do. When you pray, Walk away. If God wants you to do anything, He will drop it in your heart. Somebody tell your neighbor, oh, take a walk. Just take a walk. So new. I don't want to see you. That's how, what I feel God is telling you. So new. You've brought something to me, then bare, disappear. Go and do some other things. Let me do my walk. But we can't. You, you give me something to do and you stay in front of me. Am I your boy, boy? But that's how we treat God. Okay, you, did, you wrote an exam. You didn't do so well. You didn't really, out of five questions, you wrote three. 
And they say, it's, uh, this one and that one. And you prayed about it. Then you now come and say, ah, oh, Lua, ah, God, that thing where I talk about. Oh, now only three questions. They said that the lecturer is wicked. Oh, they said, tell your neighbor, disappear. The person has not disappeared, though. <laughs> but when we stand and we begin to say, God, how far? God, God. When will the result come out? God, send it. Oh, God, they said that. Ah, they said the Senate is sitting. Oh, Lua, ah, what will they give me? Send it. He sent a seed. And nobody can change anything. He sent a seed. They can. Walk away. Just take a walk. Don't be a worry champion. Some people can worry for Africa. Everything is worry, 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 worry. Your worrying will never change anything. Hallelujah. Look at 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 18, as I begin to wind up. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse 18. Let me start from verse 17. Verse 17 says, Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace. And the God of Israel grant your petition, which you have asked of him. This was when Anna told him about what was paining her. No problem. Look at verse 18. And the Bible says, and she said, let your maid servant find favor in your sight. What happened? So the woman went away. Went away. And did what? Oh, John. Amala, correct. She ate. And her face was what? Lobato. End of discussion. Her face was no longer sad. Her countenance was no more sad because she left everything in God's hand. You know some of us, when we are going through things and we are worried and we are so worried, that even after we have prayed, we are still, we leave God's presence with that same weight in our heart. We are burdened. So it's like you are giving God something. And after praying and praying and praying, you say, Ah, oh God, I have prayed. Oh yeah, give, me, give it back to me. Give it back to me. Then you carry it again. You go. Then when you feel pain, you come back. You pray. You give it to God. After you pray and give it to God, you carry it back and you go. The Bible says that woman dropped everything at the feet of God. And she walked away. And her countenance was no longer sad. She ate. Some people will find it difficult to eat. Hallelujah. Where is the proof of your prayer? It is in a lightened heart and a countenance that is no longer sad. That is the proof of your prayer. In a heart that is light and a countenance that is no longer sad. That's how you know people who have entered into rest. How do you identify people who don't have rest? They are always complaining. Their hearts are always heavy. They are always and constantly in depression. They are always looking mournful. You know that they have a problem. Bro, 
all of us get problems. Some of us have learned to dump those problems and walk away with a light heart. No burden. No weight. And you look at them. And you're like, ah, open all the things happening. Open all the things. Bro, nothing they happen. There is nothing happening that has not happened before or will not happen years to come. The most important thing is the state of your own heart before God. How many of you understand what I'm talking about? You know, don't look, don't think that I don't have problems or I don't have needs. I do. But I'd rather look at the bigness of God rather than the bigness of my problem. If I cannot solve it, if my bank account cannot solve it, there is a God in heaven with whom nothing is impossible. So I carry the problem. I take it to God. I pray about it and I pray and I pray and I leave it there and I walk away. Finally, trust. And I'll stop there. My time is almost up. Trust is another key to open the door of rest. Trust is a firm belief in the reliability or ability of someone or something. Trust means that you have a firm belief in the ability and the reliability of God. The ability of God to take care of you. The ability of God to deliver you. The ability of God to provide for you. The ability of God to help your children. The ability of God to give you that scholarship. And when trust is grounded, rest is guaranteed. Look at Isaiah chapter 26 verse 3. Then I'll read 1 Timothy, then we'll pray. Isaiah 26 verse 3 says, KJV says, Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is what? Stayed on you. Why? Because he trusts. It is that trust that generated the perfect what? Peace. Let me read it from the easy to read version. Easy to read version says, God, you give true peace. To people who depend on you. To those who trust in you. For you to enter into rest, you have to trust God. You see, we practice all these things we preach you. I'm not just a preacher. I'm a doer of this word. I do it to the extent that when I'm trusting God for something, if you look at me, you will never find it. You won't. And some people will look at me and say, oh, bro, you don't care. If you really care, you'll be, you'll be going up and down. You'll be doing like this. You'll be saying, oh, God, where? When you enter rest, you have what the Bible calls perfect peace. Nothing moves you. We are children abroad. If dollar like, let dollar be 2,000. Per liter. No. <laughs> I mean, one dollar, two thousand naira. Do you understand? It doesn't shake me because I have tapped 
looked into the economy of God. Not what everybody is crying about. Because the Bible says, you will not fear the fear of the people. Call you not a confederacy, what the people are, confer- are calling a confederacy. Neither fear ye their fear. First Timothy. Second Timothy chapter 1 and verse 12. And I'll close. Second Timothy chapter 1 verse 12. The Bible says, this was Paul writing. And I suffer now because of that work. Second Timothy 1 12. But I am not ashamed. For I know whom I have believed. And I am persuaded, convinced, assured that he is able to keep what I have committed unto him until that day. This translation says, and I am sure that he is able to protect what I have put into his care. Until that day. You know, when we don't trust God, we insult God and we tell him, I can't trust you with my admission. I know you're a big God, though. I know they talk to us in church about you. But this particular matter, God, I can't trust you. How will you feel if a one year old boy walks up to somebody like Laulu and says, Bro, I need biscuit. And Lalu says, how much is a biscuit? And the boy says, five naira. And I say, okay, Lalu will say, okay, fine. And the boy says, uh, yeah, yeah, but, but I, I can't trust you with this five naira biscuit. Now, bro, how will you feel? You feel like me, five naira biscuit. If you are talking about 50,000 or 500,000, even though it's bigger than all that, but we are talking about five naira. Is that not insulting to God? What is your need? How much is it? Admission? That God can give somebody like me who never went abroad and gave it to me on the platter of gold. And if he could do it for one, he can do it for all. What are you looking for? That you think is bigger than God. That you cannot trust him. A husband? Because people are complaining or people are saying your biological clock is ticking. Who created biology? Who created clock? Who created you? Who created those your friends with big mouth? Who created them? Who created them? If God could give Sarah babies, you know, it's not, it wasn't just Isaac that she had. She had about three or four other children. When her body was dead, she don't enter menopause. Tete! But the God of time, God that is greater and bigger than time, recreated a womb and deposited a, a baby and many more. And here you are at 32 and you are worried. Because one 24-year-old girl or one 27-year-old girl now has two children or three children. Your race is different. The moment you begin to compare yourself with other people, you have entered into trouble. Because then your peace is gone. Stay on your lane. Run your own race. Then you will have peace.
That's why when I look at my car, I'm not competing with anybody. I am not compete. I would rather use that money to lift people in this church than to go and invest about 12, 15 million or 20 million or 30 million or 50 million buying a car. When some of you still need to go to school, when some of you still need help in one area or the other, is it car that is my problem? It's not. I'd rather invest in heaven than to change my car and impress men. Ah, let's rise to our feet and pray. I will trust in you and I will not be afraid when I can see you I will not fear when I can feel you I will not fear I will trust in you and I will not be afraid I will not be afraid I will not be afraid I will trust in you Oh, somebody lift your heart, voice to God this afternoon and say, God, I choose to trust you. I choose to trust you. Every worry, every need, every concern of my life, Lord, I bring them to your feet. I bring them to your feet. Lord, I leave them at your feet. I bring them to your feet and I leave them there. I choose to trust you. You are bigger than my worries. You are bigger than my problems. You are bigger than the landlord. You are bigger than my school fees. You are bigger than my car. You are bigger than anything and everything that I may need in life. You are bigger. God, I leave them at your feet and I walk away. Oh, somebody lift your voice to God and say, God, I leave my worries at your feet. I leave my troubles at your feet. All my needs, all my concerns, everything that I want in life, everything that I want to do, God, I bring them to your feet. And I leave them there. And I walk away. Oh, somebody lift your voice to God. Let the devil know that from today, no more worries. No more worries. I decide by myself that I choose not to worry. I enter into my rest. I enter into my rest. I enter into my rest. In Jesus' name we pray. I rebuke every spirit of worry in the name of Jesus. Every spirit that is harassing you, every spirit that is oppressing you, every spirit that is bombarding you day in, day out, night in, night out, I rebuke you in the name of Jesus. Lose your hold. And if you are here, you are not born again. You are not born again. And you want Christ to come into your life. 
With every head bowed and every eye closed, I want you to please put your hand on your chest. Wherever you are. Please do so very, very quickly. I can see, I can see you. And please pray this prayer after me. Say, Lord Jesus, I come to you today. I am sorry for all my sins. I believe in my heart that Jesus died for my sins. And I confess that Jesus is the Son of God. Lord Jesus, save me. Today, I accept you as my Lord and my Savior. Thank you for saving me. In Jesus' name I pray. Father, I pray for these ones who are giving their hearts to you. I pray, Lord, that you will uphold them and keep and preserve them. That, Lord, until Jesus appears, these ones will not fail, they will not falter. But, God, they will stand by the oppression of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' mighty name we do pray. And for everyone whom the devil has almost killed with worry, today you are delivered. In the mighty name of Jesus, may the peace of God that passes all understanding, may it keep and preserve your heart unto the appearing of the Lord Jesus. In Jesus' name we pray. Celebrate God. Hallelujah.